When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Good morning, good afternoon, wherever we find you. Good evening. Welcome to the flagship. I'm your host, Zach Barry. Joining me as always, Mr. Ben Garrett. We are of the Ole Miss Spirit, part of the On3 Network. We are coming to you a day after National Signing Day. Banner Day for Ole Miss. No drama. 21 for 21. Check marks by everybody on the board. Ben, good morning. How are we doing? Good morning, my friend. Good. And what a day, man. I mean, it's not that long ago where – and even under Lane Kiffin, where Ole Miss would have a signing day where everything went wrong, where guys <laughs> yeah. decommitted or maybe hopefuls on their board didn't pop for them. And here we are in 2023, and not only did it run straight chalk, which is a blessing in and of itself <laughs> – for us recruiting yeah, reporters. Absolutely. But the work they got done. Yes, the number 19th, number 19 overall class in the country court on three, number 10 in the SEC. But obviously it goes well beyond that because of the work that Ole Miss got done in the transfer portal. And while Ole Miss, unlike Mississippi State, wasn't announcing its portal transfers yesterday, because the only thing that that binds a transfer who is committed to your school is financial grant and aid papers. So if any of those players that were announced by schools, not just state, I'm sure others did it as well. If any of those players, any of those transfers decide between now and January to go somewhere, go somewhere else retroactively for announcing those players, if they don't show up, it becomes an NCAA violation. So um, some might be wondering that don't really follow Ole Miss closely or don't really listen to this podcast on a regular basis, whatever it might be. You're probably wondering what's this huge enthusiasm from Ole Miss right now about what they've gotten done. And that's where I point to you, the portal hall that goes on top of a high school class that was targeted and intentional. The players they signed, uh, 12 of them are going to be arriving in January, including Cam Franklin and William Eccles, two of the top three prospects in Mississippi. So it was just a wildly successful day um, for Ole Miss football recruiting. And arguably, in my opinion, one of the most successful signing days, certainly in the modern era, but maybe ever, because – Again, that lack of drama, I think, was one of the greatest testaments to how, how solid a footing Ole Miss under Lane Kiffin is. Before we jump into everything, though, I want to tell people about our newest sponsor here on the flagship, the Talk for Champions Podcast Network. It's Riverland Roofing. Would you like peace of mind knowing that your roof is taken care of, whether you need an inspection, a new roof, 
or a maintenance program, Riverland Roofing has you covered. Homer Business as a GAF Master Elite Contractor, they can offer warranties that last a lifetime. Licensed and insured Riverland Services, Mississippi and surrounding states. Text or call Riverland today at 662-644-4297. That's Riverland Roofing for all of your roofing needs. 662-644-4297, riverlandroofing.com. Did you care that there was no drama yesterday? Because for me, it was it was perfect. It was like the perfect signing day. I thought so, too. I know we'll get to what everyone knows we're going to get to eventually. But, yeah, and look, I, look, I don't think uh, – I, I haven't listened to the full press conference. I don't know if Kiffin said anything about it. Um, but just uh, – look, we'll, we'll pat ourselves on the back here for fighting through adversity and being able to adjust on the fly. But the amount of – just grit and determination by you and I for logistically handling yesterday as <laughs> you were doing things. Uh, <laughs> the, the good folks at uh, NES here in Nashville show up. They got to put a new power line in, new pole. Uh, so they cut the power right around, it was probably like 8 30, 9 o'clock. So I had to bounce around a couple coffee shops. Uh, you were out doing stuff, but again, it's a testament to Lane Kiffin and the staff. It wasn't an issue because there was no drama. Right. 21 for 21. They get everybody on the board. Uh, I know Auburn came in late Tuesday evening, early, early Wednesday morning to try to talk to Cam Franklin one more time. Can we take a minute, Sue, and okay. appreciate Hugh Freeze, who hasn't changed <laughs> one iota. Zach, not one bit. You could just talk He's directly to him because he because he listens. So just just cute. The whiny nature of what he was talking about yesterday. Well, for days somebody's told me we're coming. Here's the thing, man, and and we've been saying it on this podcast. And the lead up to National Signing Day, we'll continue to say it. The whole landscape is different. Ole Miss is now the number three, at least currently, the number three team competitively in the SEC behind Alabama and Georgia. If you try to pick. Who, has, who is best positioned of all the other SEC teams not named Georgia and Alabama to make a run not only at the playoff, but at a national championship in 2024, Ole Miss is that team. Yeah. And a lot of the reason why for that, and we've, we've covered it at length, so I don't want to rehash old things, but one of the biggest reasons for that is Lane Kiffin's early adoption of the transfer portal and its benefits. It doesn't matter if you like it or not. It doesn't matter what you think about it. It's the new reality. Hugh Freeze, yeah. however, has been slow to move in the portal, or he just doesn't have a good hold on what is required to get done with Ole Miss is getting done. Meanwhile, Ole Miss, in many ways, has mastered the model, as Walker Jones talked about here on this uh, podcast, Networks Talk of Champions, last week. They knew exactly – it doesn't matter if you like it or not. They knew exactly what they needed to do. They needed to put their heads down and get to work. And Ole Miss is leading from the front as far as NIL collectives across college football. So it's an interesting – dichotomy here right uh, you saw lane kiffin on signing day tweeting out the the money ball gif if you will saying yeah. adapt or die and that's why Ole Miss almost didn't die it almost adapted and they're thriving auburn meanwhile didn't adapt and they're struggling and it, it's a it's a coach i mean it's a shift completely not just culturally but also as far as competitiveness you've seen a shift in the sec and Ole Miss has been the primary benefactor especially over the last year and a half so what a, what a 
cool sundown. Obviously, they didn't have a perfect Sunday. I said per- perfect signing day. It wasn't because Walter Nolan, we all thought, was it was supposed to pop yesterday. There's nothing, no indication that I'm getting is that anything has changed. And yeah. I, but I'm feeling very Deion Smithy right now. Yesterday, I, I sent out that, that gif of the Shawshank Redemption, you know, when Andy Dufresne finally crawls through the shit pipe and comes out on the other side free. Deion Smith finally signing with Ole Miss felt like that for you and me. We've been discussing that possibility since last October. I don't want to say we're there with Walter Nolan yet. I think it's going to happen. It's going to happen pretty soon. But it'll be nice when it does. That's the one thing that didn't happen. So it couldn't be a perfect signing day. But, man, it was close. I uh, I made the comment, just kind of surmised from my own thoughts and dwellings on this, but I did not think the top two announcement by Walter Nolan with Ole Miss and Oregon, I, I said that was just for show. Uh, a national source this morning, uh, about 20 minutes ago, said the same thing. He referred, it referred to it as just, quote, smoke. Um, I think the decision's been made. I think right now it's just a matter of getting everything lined up for academics, housing, all that. Grove Collective has done a remarkable job. The football staff's done a great job. They have uh, – look, you saw it yesterday. William Eccles' mother raved about Lane Kiffin and the attention to detail and the, the consistent communication – I think right now this staff is clicking on all cylinders in every facet of what it takes to be competitive in the SEC from a recruiting perspective. And like you said, Kiffin embraced the portal early on. I know he he called it free agency and there were people that didn't like it, but hey, you know, that's what it is. Just get over it. Uh, the same people that were groveling. Well, you hate it if you're not good at it. You hate well, yeah, it if, well, you're, of course. if you're sitting – as a fan or, or a competing well, coach and going, oh, my God, Ole Miss just landed the top two edge rushers in the portal. They just added the number one linebacker in Chris Poopoff from Arkansas. They, they added the number one wide receiver in Juice Wells to go on top of the number one Juco wide receiver in the country in Deion Smith, formerly of LSU, and their Bolitnikoff nominee last year who almost had 1,000 yards despite being banged up for the first part of the year in Trey Harris coming back. On top of a three-year starter, George Watkins, who many on, on this team consider to be one of the team team's most valuable players just with what he brings both in the locker room and on the field every game day Saturday. It's exactly what you wanted to see Ole Miss get done. And the, I think what's really impressed me is the time frame in which they've done it. They didn't – you know, we, we're used to Lane Kiffin and Ole Miss in the portal every offseason really dragging things out. You've seen guys added in March and April, May, June. I mean, last July, T.J. Dudley, who's eligible for the Peach Bowl, the Clemson transfer linebacker, announced for Ole Miss after being dismissed from Clemson. He was ineligible because he, it was too late for him to transfer and to not sit out without penalty. But now he's eligible to play for the Peach Bowl. What's coming together here is a plan, a long-term plan that has put Ole Miss legitimately in, in a position to go for a title. I'm glad you brought up William Eccles' mom because it was a really great interview. And our buddy Brad Logan, who I think is a contributor for 247, loved the guy to death. He was actually there in Houston covering the signing day press conference for William Eccles. Here's what Zach is talking about. Here's William Eccles' mom talking about her relationship with Lane Kiffin. Full credit to our buddy Brad Logan. 
What was your thought process for Coach Kiffin and how he recruited uh, your son? Uh, we met with Coach Kiffin a lot. And the first time we met him, you know, we, he was sort of reserved and we were too. <laughs> to now when I see him, he come with open arms because he know I'm a hugger. Yeah. So he ready for the hug. He is phenomenal. He has really stayed with us, talked to us, never let us doubt that he wanted us. So, yeah, you heard it there from from Mrs. Eccles. I, I, I posted it on the thread yesterday, kind of tongue in cheek, but also serious with the people that still debate Kiffin's attention to detail when it comes to recruiting the high school ranks. And I think this class put that to bed and then some. Um, as our boy Jake Thompson wrote yesterday, the most, uh, I guess, heavily saturated class that Kiffin assigned with in-state signees, 52% are from Mississippi. And I think it's it's no coincidence that it was one of the deeper classes in the state. And I think he's finally, you know, hey, you can't always just go portal, 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 portal every year. You got to mix it in. You got to get the the high caliber, the high talent, the 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 intriguing prospects at the high school ranks. And I think that they did that with, you know, the deep defensive line class, the three offensive linemen that they really liked. They got some skill guys, they brought in a ton of secondary pieces that um, I think are good fits for for what Pete Golding wants to do. But yeah, I, I think Kiffin has really done a nice job of bridging the portal, becoming a, a thing for everyone every year, as well as traditional recruiting. And I think that it, it's going to pay dividends in the long run because I, I think the portal helps you a lot when it comes to like this class, for instance, the defensive group they brought in is, is super deep and loaded and you get an athletic freak who it doesn't get a lot of pub and, and three-star Cameron Clark, who Randall Joyner raves about loves, the, loves the dude, super versatile, played a lot of different positions in high school. He's an athletic guy that I think he and Golding basically were like, let's just get him here and figure it out because he's just super talented. But those guys aren't going to have to play day one because you've got JJ Pegues coming back, Jared Ivy coming back. You've got Prince Umami Ellen. You've got Tyler Barron, probably going to have Walter Nolan. Uh, you've got the second year guys that, that they signed a year ago. You know, I, I don't think like it isn't sure. It's great if they're a four or five star and they play as a true freshman and their lights out. Of course, that's awesome. But there's not going to be a ton of pressure on them to come in and perform. Let's look at it this way. It's a pro mindset. You've heard that, but what does it really mean? Well, let's look at it from a talent procurement standpoint. In the NFL, you can't draft well and also not at least be somewhat selective in filling other needs either through the, tr through the trade market or free agency. You can't be a team that just builds through trades and free agency and draft poorly and expect to build a sustainable winning culture and winning football team. What does that sound like? That's what Ole Miss is doing. That's how Lane Kiffin operates. His high yeah. school class this year was a targeted approach. You said 52% as Jake wrote on the Ole Miss Spirit, omspirit.com, instead of on three. And I'd be remiss if I didn't bring this up. Today is the last day to get half off an annual sub to the Ole Miss Spirit. We've gotten a ton of subs um, over the last month or so. It's been awesome to see. Great response from the people. Uh, make sure you don't get left out in that. You can get a sub for as low as $1 today at the Ole Miss Spirit, omspirit.com, and affiliate of on three. 
but also half off an annual. So there's no, there's been literally no better time to sign up and join us at the Ole Miss Spirit. I'm there, Zach's there, Jake and Chuck, Bradley, Sal, Mincy. We're all hanging around talking about Ole Miss sports all day, every day. So come join us at the Ole Miss Spirit, OleMissSpirit.com, and Philadelphia on three. And you've been tuned in for all this time. Zach has covered Ole Miss football recruiting in this transfer portal sprints better than anybody. I mean, he's crushed it. So check out the Ole Miss Spirit, OleMissSpirit.com, and Philadelphia on three. But it's a targeted approach to this high school class. There's no filler. They, they actually cut guys as they were doing more work in the portal. I don't want to get into names, but it's pretty obvious at what particular position, uh, wide receiver, where Ole Miss decided to cut some guys because th- they were only going to take guys that not only are, are good developmentally um, and have a higher ceiling developmentally, but like you said, there isn't any pressure on Cam Franklin because Princely, Uman Mielin, and Tyler Barron are here to come in here and immediately start sacking quarterbacks. William Eckle, same thing. I mean, that's what I want to get into now is, in your opinion, it's it's the, kind of like the superlatives I wrote on the Ole Miss period yesterday. Bell Cow, the class, best evaluation, those kind of things. It's easy to see where the impact's coming from first. It's going to be from the portal. But for you, of all these high school players they signed yesterday, because Aiden Williams got this kind of building now, and he didn't do much of nothing. So I'm gonna I'm gonna definitely yeah hand up on that one. I was I was yeah. wrong. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna treat this with kid gloves because honestly, I don't know which, if any of these guys, is gonna make a true impact. You know what I mean? Like yeah. an every game impact, leading the team in tackles. I mean, I thought Sonny P was gonna be that guy for him at least, and yet his was mostly injury. But yet you just see it's hard in a Lane Kiffin system to get in here and really be a dude in year one. But if there's one guy that you would bank on, that you would bet on to be a dude in year one from just the high school ranks, who would it be? Okay, so just high school. Yeah, just the high school signings. Okay. The portal guys we covered ad nauseum. So I wasn't going to go portal. I was going to go JUCO. Oh, we can, we can include the JUCOs. They were announced yesterday, too. Let's do the JUCOs because my okay. one of and my favorite quick, prospects is a JUCO. Well, we know. Um, in in – Segwaying into this, this is perfect. Uh, you mentioned Hugh Freeze whining and crying about not getting it done. Can we stop with the people throwing a, a shit fit on Twitter about Deion Smith driving a Lamborghini to his ceremony yesterday? I saw the Michigan guy, I think it was like a Michigan writer, saying how, well, Jim Harbaugh just got the death penalty because he ate a cheeseburger with no with he didn't no. they're in the college football playoff but I guess, I, that's first of all that is true but also to extend the absurdity of that comment you are the same people who were nailing old miss to the law in 2016 because chris kiffin let laramie tunsil sleep on his couch turn about his fair play you dumb shits that's all i'm saying Here's the thought, Michigan. How about you tell your dumbass coach not to go visit people during the dead period? It's like that, day one stuff. Like, don't on. visit like, during the dead period. Anyway, I, yeah, look, Deion Smith will probably be able to afford his own Lambo in a couple of years if things go well. So, um, I appreciated the just the floss of it, man. Like, that dude yeah. stepped out of a Lamborghini. Walked up in there and signed an NLI. And let's not forget, I mean, this is the second time for Deion Smith. He was a four-star in-state prospect. I mean, hell. Kevin desperately wanted when he went to LSU. But he did it right for this all, time. You know, he's going to get his money's worth. For all we know, he he could have bought it with, you know, 
the money that was given to him by LSU, you know, through some improper channels in Baton Rouge. But we're getting off topic. There's no such thing as improper channels in college athletics anymore. Can we just stop it? All, all I know above Michigan, board you're upset. LSU. Michigan, you're upset. But now you know how now, – now the shoe is on the other foot. Jim Harbaugh was in, in the Oxford IHOP taking Shea Patterson, so I don't want to hear shit from them. I just don't at, care. At, at this point, I don't care. At this point, why are people still on Twitter whining about paying players? I don't know. It's but literally it, It's just so ingrained in, in the in the culture, you know, for so long. People <sighs> just, have just have refu- refused to accept that just college football in 2023 is a completely different sport than, like, 1990 when SMU got – you know the the true death penalty. There's no the NCAA can do nothing. They're 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 toothless. My only issue right now is the calendar itself, and I think Ole Miss, and that's where I was most most impressed this time around. The not only are they having to deal with the portal, but the recruiting early signing day and um, bowl practices. We're in a bowl and the silly season all at the same time. Like the calendar. And that's where the NCAA could really actually do something of consequence and to help the sport it's supposed to be the caretaker for. But it won't because it's just throwing a hissy fit because they've lost power. So screw them. While they lose yeah. power, Ole Miss gets better because what, ha- what has happened with players being allowed to be paid and drive Lambos to their signing day press conferences is that the rich have not gotten richer. You've seen more parody like never before. We're talking about Ole Miss as a title contender in 2024. No one's batting an eye. That's like, the culture shift. On. Yeah. Just just take a look at insert recruits name here. And and, and just educate yourself on you know, shoes and just, you know, go take a look at how much some of the shoes cost that recruits wear. Like it's been like this forever. Just get over it. All right. Getting back on on track here. That that was just ridiculous. Um I'm not going Deion Smith. I'm going to go with Marquise Willis. I think he has everything you want in a versatile receiver in Lane Kiffin's offense. Sturdy build. He's north of 210, 215 pounds, 6'2". Really good speed. I think he suffered a little bit at the Juco ranks, just not having a quarterback. Um, I think he's going to thrive in the offense. I think he's going to carve out a role. He'll be a dude that I think he's not going to be, you know, and maybe he will. Maybe I'll be wrong here again, but I don't think he's going to be a banner go-to guy, but I think he will be an excellent piece to the offense to go along with Jordan Watkins, Trey Harris, Deion Smith, Juice Wells. I think he could potentially be the next guy that is going to be a matchup nightmare in the slot. I I would love to see him in the slot. Um just because of the build, and he'll be See, I, I think because a nightmare build, for linebackers. Be, I think because of the build, he's going to be backing up Trey Harris mostly at X. Yeah, he could do that. Uh, yeah, I mean, on three, he's got him listed at 220. Uh, look at the – turn on the tape. I, I put the link in the thread yesterday of – or just go to the Ole Miss YouTube page. They put up highlights for every signee. Um, tremendous. Uh, just a, <laughs> I mean, just a specimen. And you know he's got good genes. His brother Malik Willis is an NFL quarterback – Put up big numbers at at Liberty, so it, th- there's no shortage of athleticism. But that's that's probably my guy to make an impact, and maybe it's a little bit of a you know, maybe it's a little bit of a cheat because you know he's not a you know a green 17, 18 year old freshman. Um, if you made me pick a guy out of high school, um, hmm, I'll go offense and defense. 
Um, offense, I'll go with I'll go with John Wayne Oliver. I don't know if he'll be a starter. I think he'll be someone that will get some special teams reps uh, on, you know, field goal and all of that, just because he's just a mammoth of a person. But I think he's he's going to be able to get in there and mix it up with the ones and the twos in in spring or excuse me, in, in, in summer, because uh, he, he will not report until the summer. He's playing baseball to finish out his high school career, um, which when I talked to him, he he put it, uh, he hits dingers. So that's pretty much what he does for CPA uh, on the baseball field. But uh, I, I swear, I saw him multiple times this year. I saw him in the state championship. I, ben, I feel like he got bigger every time I saw him. Um, I mean, a legit 280, a legit 6'4 and a half, 6'5". Um, I, I think criminally underrated as an offensive lineman on the interior. He's a mauler. I think he's going to do well in the scheme with how Ole Miss loves to establish the run. I think he's the perfect interior lineman for Ole Miss. Um, played a lot of tackle in high school, uh, but just good feet, can get out, pull, can get out on screens. Just a really physical guy. I, I think talking with him this year, he was someone that he takes pride in embarrassing people. Um, you know, kind of a similar mindset to Micah Pettis, where when he when he finishes a block, like he is making sure everyone will see it on film and he will make sure that you are embarrassed. Um, that's that kind of mean streak you want in an offensive lineman. But I, I like him to uh, have a shot at turning some heads uh, when he reports. And then on defense, I'm going to go look, I'm going to go to the deep. D line class, but one of the guys that that doesn't get mentioned enough, and I think it's just because he's just a super quiet kid and didn't do a lot of social media. I'm gonna go Cam Beavers. Um, I had somebody in and around the program in Oxford that I talked with uh, yesterday during signing day said uh, hearing some like Woodrow Hamilton vibes, um, and I love that comp. Uh, he was a guy that was getting close to 300 pounds as a junior, started eating right slimmed down a little bit, got in the weight room a lot more. He's probably a healthy 265, 270 right now. Uh, I think he is a guy that's going to win a lot of battles on the interior. 6'2", 6'2 low man wins in the trenches, and and I like the skill set there. Um, a guy that walks around, you know, 260, 265, but it, it's weird. It, he looks a lot more slim, so he holds the weight well, I think, you get him in the weight room with with Savage and the rest of that staff. I think they're gonna um, like you're gonna see a lot of Cam Beavers, um, Cam Franklin, Jeffrey Rush, William Eccles. Those guys get all the accolades for good reason. Um, but I, I like Beavers to to turn some heads early. I'm not gonna pick one high school offensive player to impact Ole Miss next year. Deion Smith, obviously the offensive signee from Wednesday that is going to make the biggest impact. I'm just done predicting offensive players. And I'm almost there with defensive players, too. But I, I'm really high on one of William Nichols, Nichols or Cam Franklin next year helping Ole Miss in some significant way. Even if it's in a reserve role like a William Nichols backing up uh, a Walter Nolan, I could see that happening and having real impact. Like, he reminds me a lot in year one of Ted Laurent. Remember Ted Laurent? Oh, yeah. That's Fire who Hydra. he reminds he he's he's a fire hydrant, and I think he could be a middle of the the defense plug and play reserve that you don't have to rely on for starting minutes. But when he's in there, it's kind of like when Isaac Gross came in as an underclassman, 
he's bigger than him. Isaac was so small, but Isaac was just an energy shift and the reps he got, man, he made them count. So I could see William Eccles being like that Cam Franklin too. just pick one of those two. And I wouldn't be surprised, but if I'm going with one guy in this whole signing group from Wednesday that I'm highest on, and we're not talking enough about is Raymond Collins, the linebacker, Juco linebacker. He's already there. Raymond Collins. He's, that's a kid that's going to impact winning as soon as possible, I think. Not only because of the position he plays, but like you said, he's getting in early. Um, and, you know, you look at that position with him added and T.J. Dudley now eligible on top of Poopaw. This is shaping up for Ole Miss finally to go into a year where we're not talking about linebacker. And we should discuss this on this podcast too. This is not going to be the weak area. It seems like every year, like, ah, oh, well, linebackers is the problem area. Ole Miss has done a sneaky great job at not only solidifying linebacker, but making it a real strength of this team, and that includes depth of options. And when Raymond Collins is coming in where you're not expecting him necessarily to slide into a starting role, he has starting potential. He has next-level potential. I think he could be a sleeper of all sleepers in this class. Uh, we got some other things we want to touch on, too, real quick, but we got to tell you about our proud sponsors here on the Talk Champions Podcast Network. Another one is Factor. Why not give this holiday season, this Christmas season, the gift of better health? Um, Factor is the place to go. They've got pre-made meals for you, healthy options. I've tried them myself. They sent me samples, and I've tried a lot of different, you know, healthy eating gimmicky things, and none of them have worked until Factor. I'm down 10 pounds eating just their meals, not even working out all that hard. Uh, go to factor.com today. Check them out. They're delicious meals. They actually fill you up. You don't feel like you're actually dieting. And use my promo code TOC50 at checkout um, to get a great deal. I mean, that's the thing, man. Whenever we give you these promo codes, whenever we shout them out, College Corner Factor, help us secure the bag. Even if you're just cursorily interested, take a few minutes, go to Factor, go to College Corner, Go to BNA Bank, Alan Samuels, all these all these sponsors. These are promo codes because then you help your boys out securing bags. And that's what we want, man. Check out Factor today, TOC50 at checkout. I'm telling you, it's the way to go. I can – if you want a, a, a real testimony here, I actually used Factor for a couple months. Uh, it was actually before we got the uh, – the sponsorship here, I, I loved it. I, I, I'm, I'm not a big, you. I'm not a big lunch like I'm not a big breakfast for lunch guy. I, I'm typically like a one big meal a day type dude. Um, and my wife is not keen on stuff thrown in the microwave, um, like reheating protein. Their stuff is legit, and I'm not just saying that because they are a sponsor of this here podcast. I, I'm being 100 serious here. It, it was phenomenal. Um. I tried damn near every item on the menu, loved every single one of them. It was good. And it wasn't, you know, it was, it was the perfect amount of food to where, you know, it, it was healthy. It was good. It was delicious. And it wasn't too filling. I highly endorse factor uh, without a doubt. Um, speaking of endorsing things. Promo and- code TOC50 at checkout. Remember that <laughs> TOC50. That's the promo code. That's what you need to use. We're not just making it up, man. We're not just saying it to shill, man. This is factor's been awesome. I, I love it. You should try it out if you uh, want to be like me and just stop being fat. Speaking of endorsing folks, uh, I've mentioned it on the board, mentioned it on Twitter. If you haven't seen it, go to College Corner in Oxford. 
Go check them out. Get your Peach Bowl gear. Get your real tree gear. Get some last-minute gift items. Christmas, Hanukkah, whatever you celebrate. Go in there. Get you some swag. They've got a uh, – the space, by the way, if you haven't been, is, is awesome. It's brand new. Tons and tons of stuff. They also got Grove. Um, they got tailgating supplies in there for the Grove. They've got um, – you know, gifts, they got clothing. You can also go on their website, check it out there. And if you go on the website, be sure to use promo code PEACH23 to get 10% off. You uh, want to wear red if you're going to the game, go on there. They have got uh, a full, you know, kind of a, a cultivated collection of red items that you can get if you're going to Atlanta and you're going to be inside Mercedes-Benz, which by the way, I don't know if you saw Ben, sold out. Um, so it's going to be a big crowd. It's going to be a big game. Ole Miss, Penn State, first time ever trying to win 11 games for the first time in program history. Go to College Corner and uh, check out their collection. Um, I'm telling you, I personally love Cutter and Buck. I, I love the fit, soft material, perfect for me. They've got other stuff too, but collegecornerstore.com and use promo code PEACH23. To, uh, so TOC 50 for factor peach 23 for college corner. And I can also vouch for college corner because I just got in a blue Ole Miss pullover and uh, yeah, I, I got it for my dad for Christmas. Hopefully he's not listening as he isn't. So he's not going to be spoiled. Got it for my dad for Christmas. And all I can think to myself is why am I giving this away? <laughs> I use the promo code and everything. Why it's, it's, I put it on myself because I loved it so much and was like, shit, should have gotten this for myself. You know, like what? What am I doing here? Also, the, speaking of the Peach Bowl, since it's next week, there are still tickets available, even though it is sold out. According to the Peach Bowl, it was that was announced today. But if you still want to look for tickets, oh, the Ole Miss Athletics Foundation, they'll help you out. Go to OleMissTix.com. That's the Ole Miss Athletics Foundation, another proud sponsor of the Talk of Champions Podcast Network. But well, we've been talking all about Ole Miss's signing class on Wednesday. Lane Kiffin talked about it in his signing day press conference in, later in the afternoon. It was delayed. It was initially planned for 2 p.m. It got pushed to 4 p.m., and I'll tell you why. There was a reason. Ole Miss thought it was going to have Walter Nolan news by then. It has still not happened. I still don't think anything's really afoot. Our, um, our co-worker at the Ole Miss Spirit, OleMissSpirit.com, and on 3, Chuck Roswell's reporting today that the T's are being crossed and the I's being dotted on the deal for Walter Nolan, so he still expects it too. But here's what Lane Kiffin had to say during Wednesday's signing day press conference with local media. Exciting day. Um, a lot of things going on between practicing uh, as well, you know, for a major bowl and having signing day on the same day. So um, excited for, you know, so many players around the country that, you know, achieve their dream of making a college decision today. It's always a special day for all of them and their families. We're excited about the guys that are coming here. Uh, I want to credit our our staff, or really our whole building. Uh, we're putting a lot of work into all of these high school, portal, junior college players to be able to put uh, this many guys together. It takes a lot of lot of work by a lot of people. So uh, very grateful to all all those that helped around here put together what. I think on paper, um, collection-wise, would easily be our best class we've signed uh, since we've been here. So um, a lot of thanks um, to Walker Jones and the Grove Collective and our fans. You know, we said a while back, I think I said on an interview, kind of feel like the Green Bay Packers of college football uh, were our 
you know, kind of our fans and our state kind of own our team. And I think they've really showed up and done a great job um, in a number of ways, including support during the season and in the stands, uh, highest attendance uh, for a season in the history of the school. So a lot of good things going on right now. Excited about that. Um, feel a little bit of, you know, around the country, maybe not quite as much buzz on signing day just because of the system the NCAA has created. I mean, as we look at, it's kind of a shame as we look at projections out and analytics, you know, uh, it's looking like it's headed in the direction of 75% of all these kids that sign around the country today will end up in the portal and not uh, where they sign today. And the higher the rankings, the more stars, uh, the more apt they'll be in the portal at least once. So I think that's kind of unfortunate about the system, but it is what it is. I've said all along, um, it's a really poor system on all kinds of fronts, timing, scheduling, um, you know, we haven't even finished our season and we're in free agency. So no, nowhere else would you ever have any sport that you put free agency before the postseason play. I mean, think of the NFL before the playoffs or the NBA started free agency and people could start um, taking players from rosters. So it's very unfortunate the way it is, but I've always said, it's not complaining. We'll maximize the rules around it and put together the best rosters that we can. I think there's always a lot of talk about the Grove Collective and NIL and all that stuff everywhere, but how much has your recruiting both in the portal and with high school guys benefited from winning? You guys have won 28 games over the last three years. Only Alabama and Georgia have won more in the league. How much has that helped you? A lot. Um, I think, as you guys know, I'm pretty realistic when I'm up here, you know, um, from the beginning that NIL and collectives are, are important in this. Um, you know, people used to say they weren't. Um, they are. But also, the other things are a factor, too. And I do think that um, our winning, as you said, the third most SEC wins since we've gotten here behind Georgia and Alabama, um, you know, shows kids a lot that you can come here and win. So I definitely feel that helps. I definitely feel now going into schools, living rooms, or college campuses nowadays <laughs> for players. Um, I think that there's a different feeling when we walk in at Ole Miss than it was when we got here. Different acceptance and different interest level. So you've got 12 of these guys are going to enroll uh, mid-year. Just how big is that extra time for young players? Yeah, it's great to get guys in our system. Um, this was our first year with our defensive system, with Coach Golden coming over. So anytime you can get these guys um, more than ever, because they're, a lot of them are portal players that are going to play significantly. Uh, especially defensively. So that, that's very important. Looking at this, but also just the success y'all have had in the portal, especially on defense, a lot of defensive backs, but defensive backs from the SEC that you may be familiar with. What Was there a strategy or has it just kind of happened to where those were the guys that were in there and that's who you talked to? No, I think that, you know, really we sat in a press conference to me in – this really started um, in Athens, Georgia. And I think you guys sensed my disappointment after that game and the way that I coached, um, but just some other things. And 
said, you know, hey, we're going to do everything in our power to change the way that we look, especially as a team, but especially defensively. And so we might not be very good, but we're going to look a lot better, um, you know, in our uniforms. And um, a lot of that was signing players that are already significant players in the SEC that we've seen play against these teams, um, you know, because, you know, I kind of joke with you guys sometimes, you know, warm-ups don't look very good uh, that night. And um, that's nothing against our players and how hard they play. A lot of that is just size. And I don't, that's not a secret. We're, we we have not been a very big team, especially defensively. We're a very short team. Um, so um, I love our players. I love how hard they play. But um, length matters at times. Um, that's why the draft is drafted the way it is. So uh, we definitely have improved overall um, with significant players on offense, but really on defense. Um, and a lot more players that uh, I think compete at a high level to give you a chance to be an elite defense in the SEC. Lane, having had you know a, a few cycles to gather data when it, when it comes to high school recruiting, have you changed or adapted or learned anything um, you know since the transfer portal? Is, do you have to do anything differently now that the transfer portal is also a factor? Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to give a come up here and give our whole, you know, studies and game plans to everything that we do. Um, just kind of like game day. So I think that we're pretty creative in those areas of research and analytics and studies. And, you know, you've heard us say, you know, not just creating or not just thinking outside the box, but creating a new box. And I think we really do that. You know, maybe someday if we explain why we do all this stuff, maybe it'll make more sense. But there, there's a lot into the breakdown of, the high school players and the style of high school players that we take, um, the mentality of them, um, how they think. And I could be wrong. I just think that um, that's more important now, um, knowing that when things don't go exactly right, the other ones are going to go in the portal really fast. So then what do you have? And you really got nothing. And these collectives have paid these money out for all these big star players. And a year from now, they're playing against you. Pete Golding's been tweeting a lot of sharks uh, lately. Um, how, how important has he been in this effort to look like the team that you that you were talking about? Yeah, our whole staff's done a great job. Um, Pete um, has always been a really um, relentless recruiter. Uh, I think that you know when you get someone out of Alabama, it's easier for them to show that because at Alabama, it just always recruits at a high level regardless of who's there because uh, Coach does such a good job, and now it's so easy to recruit you know, to the amount of draft picks they've had. And um, so Pete's been unbelievable, uh, done a really good job improving our defense on the field. And now, because he really didn't have a last off season, he got her late, you know, in order to do it. And his relationships with players too, um, from previous recruiting went a long ways with some of these guys. So like I said, maybe we won't, we won't very, be very good, but we'll look really good, um, you know, coming out of the tunnel. One year from right now, there'll be the, I think it's the first round of the 12-team playoff. A lot of your guys that have come back for another year have said that was one of the big reasons they came back. How much of both in the portal and with high school guys was, I know you talk about program building versus team building and vice versa, but how much of, of what you did was about going all in for next year to make that tournament? 
Yeah. I mean, some kind of joke like, uh, you know, like the last dance. So um, these guys that a lot of times wouldn't have come back, I think, you know, that when they get their grades kind of still go out, um, you know, middle type around grades and they still go normally. Um, and they stayed. So I think that that's a product of a number of things. I think that's a really cool locker room and culture that they have as players, you know, that they wanted to come back. They recruited each other to come back. Um, and almost all of them did. So that's very unique nowadays. And, um, and also we have very few kids leave in the portal. You know, almost all of our kids, especially that play, you know, don't leave. So that, that's been, been really neat. And that's a huge credit um, to our assistant coaches for culture, strength coach, and, and to the players. What, what can you attribute? You look like you've, you've made more success each year with in-state recruiting. And this year, you got early commitments, but then able to hold on to all of them today. And I think got five of the top eight or 10 in-state uh, prospects. Just what, what have you seen with y'all's system and recruiting in-state kids? Well, I think, like I said, with anything, there's combinations of things that go into that. Um, I think this was a really good year in-state of players, um, especially defensive linemen. So um, I don't know. You guys would know better than me. I don't really fall that way. But I feel like it was the best in-state class of players or high-level players that since we've been here. Um, and certainly helps, you know, the different direction of the two state, two you know, programs in state. So that, that always helps um, when one program is going one way and the other one's going the other. Lane, um, I'm sure you saw the, the transfer ruling um, about two times transfers that the NCAA just levied. Um, can, can TJ, can Dudley play in the, uh, in the Peach Bowl? Uh, yes, all, all that we've been told, um, he has been confirmed that he can he can play in the bowl game, so that's really neat for him to have an opportunity to do that. I really think it should have been that way anyway, because you know they changed a rule. I think once these rosters got smaller for player protection of because um, there's so many guys going in the portal and rosters are down for bowl games. So whatever that was a couple years ago, you know they changed a rule that you could play and not burn a redshirt year, even if you done four games. So it's basically saying this game, even if you're not really eligible, doesn't count against your year of eligibility. So before this rule, I'd been saying since the middle of the year, he should be able to play in the bowl game. But um, we had been told no until this ruling. So I'm very happy for him. Follow up on that. You might not have even looked into it yet, but are you anticipating the multi-time transfer thing to become reality? You know, I'm not really anticipating because I don't control that. I don't know what it is. And so um, and there's really nothing you do now because you got no idea what that's going to be the case. I mean, I said it at the beginning of whenever that was, this, the fall camp, when we go to the league uh, media days, Feinbaum got mad at me for it. You know, when I said college football is in a disaster in this area, not in the area of all the other areas, but in this area of NIL transfer portal windows and not having it nailed at all. Like, look at what we're in now. We're in free agency in sports. Guys are changing teams and we haven't finished the season. There's still postseason going on. So, um, and we don't have tampering rules like the NFL. So, um, 
to not think that doesn't happen during the season. So that that's not that's not really good. And so that's why I said college football in that area is a disaster. So if you didn't think that was a disaster, get ready for one. So if now you can transfer multiple times, again, I love players' rights, okay, but now you're going to create a system, which doesn't happen anywhere in sports, that now you can go in and be a free agent at the end of every year, no matter whether you're at your second school. So every year, if you're happy and playing well, you go in anyway because you want to go try to find more money. If you're not pleased, you leave. So, and the problem with that is halfway through the year, they start checking out because they know they can go in again. And obviously there's zero concern about graduation. So, um, you know, because kids, when they transfer, lose credits. And we're watching kids transfer now like six units away from graduation. They're going to lose a bunch of units and they still go anyway because that's how the system's set up, you know, to go to a different place. So it's that's not good at all and, and my point on that i've said before is it makes no sense because if in the nfl the 32 first round draft picks at the end of the season if they had a chance to go into free agency and didn't have to have contracts or honor contracts every one of them would go in because they'd go in to get more money somewhere else or they'd go in because they don't like how they're being used so um, there's got to be a system where, whether it's two or three years, that you can sign multi-year contracts, um, you know, for players. Do you like this December signing period? Where, I mean, like I was saying a minute ago, this date a year from now is the first round of the playoffs. So 12 teams are going to be getting ready for playoffs and trying to sign a class and stuff. Is it, does it need to be moved up, moved back? Yeah, it's not ideal at all. Um, I understand they do have – difficulty with January school starting. So it's not like professional sports where you can just make windows wherever because kids got to get enrolled into the next school. But this is not ideal. Like I said, we're practicing today and coaches are like have their cell phones out of practice, you know, because it's signing day. And um, so or last night we're trying to game plan and people that have earlier bowl games are playing. And I've been part of that at a previous place I was at. So no, it's it's not ideal. Um, and it was brought up at the league means for it to even be earlier. So at least it was done and knocked off and everybody's off the board because I do not know the analytics and percentage on this, but it certainly feels like over 90% of kids, there ain't a lot of secrets today. Like they've been knowing where they were going. The car buying process can be a lot. I know, I've been there. You just want to get in and out with a new car and the best deal. Simple. Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford keeps it simple. They're going to take care of you, get you in and out with your new vehicle with a great deal. Their inventory right now is priced to sell, and what separates Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford from any and all competitors is they aim to address each of your needs with the utmost respect, care, and attention to detail. Contact them today at 662-234-8000. That's 662-234-8000. Stop by and see them in person at 2201 East University Avenue in Oxford. That's Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford to find your next perfect car, truck, or Jeep. Alan Samuels, let's be friends. Introducing the new and improved BNA Bank mobile app. From setting transaction alerts and tracking your spending habits 
to managing travel plans and turning off a lost or stolen debit card. You can take care of all of it in the new BNA mobile app. At BNA Bank, we know that life moves pretty fast, and we have the mobile technology to keep up with your life on the go. BNA Bank, local, invested, modern banking. Are you looking at cutting your health insurance premiums by as much as 20 to 30%? Are you aging into Medicare and need help finding a Medicare supplement plan? Call Drew Moak of USA Benefits Group at 601-953-8449. Drew is an Ole Miss grad located in Mississippi and licensed in seven states. He works with the nation's second largest health insurance brokerage with access to 35 different carriers, and he can help you with any of your health insurance needs. From regular health plans to life insurance to dental and vision and even Medicare, he has it all covered. Now more than ever, it is critical to have a health insurance agent who is local and accessible. So call Drew Moak at 601-953-8449 and get your free quote today. It's that time of year where the weather outside can be frightful. And frightful weather can do real damage to your roof. If you're looking for peace of mind this holiday season, knowing that your roof is taken care of, contact Riverland Roofing. Whether you need an inspection, a new roof, or a maintenance program, Riverland Roofing has you covered, home or business. They're a GAF Master Elite Contractor and can offer warranties that last a lifetime. Licensed and insured Riverland services Mississippi and its surrounding states. Don't worry about the roof over your head this holiday season. Contact Riverland Roofing today, 662-644-4297. That's 662-644-4297. Or visit riverlandroofing.com, riverlandroofing.com. Riverland Roofing, for all your roofing needs and a proud sponsor of the Talk of Champions Podcast Network. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So you get, you handed out some superlatives on signing day. 
as far as like the overarching theme or, you know, what does this class, you know, you know, what, what what's kind of the thing that, that you'll, what, what, what is it about this class that you'll remember the most? Um, but yeah, I mean, what the good times we had together. <laughs> uh, who is that vitamin C that did the song that everybody did for graduation? Um, God, I forgot about that. That was kind of a, it, like, if you listen to it again, it's kind of a banger. It's kind of, do you remember the Evanescence song? Uh, God, wait, I heard it the other up? day. Maybe. The... All I know is that some songs that used to be miserable to me, like the Vitamin C song, like the... I heard it the other day. Banger, Zach. Maybe it's because we're getting older. The closer you get to middle age, the more you like, you know, generic poppy stuff and also some operatic pop if you like uh, Evanescence. So it, it's, yes, I remember Vitamin C. Here we are now. Yeah. It was that. It was that in Green Day, that song that Green Day did. Basket Case is the only Green Day song I like. Anyway, moving on. So yeah, what, what what's if, if you uh, let's play let's play it this way. If you if you sat down with Lane Kiffin and you asked him, you know, what what's a couple words to describe this class? What do you think he would say? Best class we've ever signed because that's what he said on Wednesday. It is, okay, and it's yeah, not okay. just because they signed two two of the top three or maybe three of the top five prospects in Mississippi. Dare I say, Mississippi made. No, we're not. No, um, long like all this sip stuff was made for the Mississippi. No, um, I, it's the best class they've signed. We've talked about. We've gone through some names, and part of what makes it so good is is the target approach, and you pair it with the transfer portal. Ole Miss fans have every right to be excited. I mean, Ole Miss is having a moment right now, Zach. They well, really I was are. Say the ranking doesn't include the portal. No, they're 19th yeah, I, in the country without the portal with a smaller class by design. I think the portal puts them close to, if not inside the top 10. Definitely by star ranking. If you're just going by average star ranking, Ole Miss is a top 10 class without a doubt. Without a doubt. Because you're talking about transfers who were highly recruited coming out of high school, and they're proven at this level. Not just at this level, in this conference, the best at this level. That's what's so crazy. And that's why I keep saying it'd be even bigger of a story if LSU was on the helmet, Auburn was on the helmet. Imagine if LSU Mm -hmm. had poached Florida's best defensive player, two of Tennessee's best defensive players, possibly Texas A&M's best defensive player in Walter Nolan. If that would have happened, they'd lead every friggin' stupid talk show and podcast like this one, except on a national stage, about how this is a sleeper, not even a sleeper. They should be talked amongst title contenders with – Every bit as big as Ohio State and Michigan and maybe not Georgia and Alabama. But I would say yes, because where else do you see this? I mean, you see this at Georgia and Alabama, where your number one wide receiver is coming back, which is big by itself. Your number two wide receiver is coming back, which is big by itself. And on top of it, you had a top three-round talent in Deion Smith, a throw-in in Marquise Willis, who you believe could step in and, and really play and impact winning in year one. Aiden Williams is a four-star as a reserve. Morel White is a reserve. The depth of options are championship caliber. And that's why I think Lane Kiffin would, it said what he said and would say it today. This is the best class they've signed because it's all been theoretical, Ole Miss's championship potential up to this point. Lane Kiffin's given it some credence. He's talked about it. He said, we're here to win. We're here to win the biggest games. He said, hold us to that expectation, and we have. But now he's actually got the horses. And defensively, the defense is caught up. Pete Golding is a monster. 
an absolute monster on the recruiting trail. We haven't even brought up Key Lawrence from Oklahoma. He started at Oklahoma. He's going to start at safety for Ole Miss. We haven't even talked about Cameron Richardson, who started at Mississippi State, who they're trying to pretend like isn't a massive loss and wasn't their best defensive player. If any other school did this, they would be being talked about as, without a doubt, slam dunk top five team going into the year next year with a three-year returning quarterback. It's the best Ole Miss roster going into, into a year that Ole Miss has ever had. Yeah. Haven't mentioned Taz Nicholson. Talked a little bit about Pooh Paul, but I think he's going <laughs> to be a day one guy. They also landed Tamari McDonald that played a lot of football at Tennessee. A versatile guy that I think will settle in nicely at the star position. Give them a lot more flexibility in the secondary. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's crazy. I, I mean, but you have gotten some national folks talking about it. Portals specifically, like, I mean, Andy Staples was talking to Marty Smith about it. Paul Feinbaum's chirped about it a little bit. Um, you, you know, uh, Barrett Salee's already called a shot. Um, but I want to make sure that we talk this preseason ranking into existence, Zach. I don't want well, to That's what missed. I'm saying. Like, Roman Number Harper eight. and Barrett Salee are already saying Ole Miss is a playoff team. Yeah, but I don't want Ole Miss going in as like a preseason number 12. If this were LSU or Auburn, they'd be like at worst number six. Ole Miss should be at worst number six going into the year. I think it's it, it should should be a legit top 10 team. Close to top five is maybe pushing it. But, yeah, I mean, they should definitely be in there in the conversation. Well, who's your top five right now? Who, who are the five teams you'd, have, you'd rank ahead of Ole Miss? Georgia and Alabama and then what? For next year, um, Texas will be in there. Michigan will be in there just because Ohio State. Probably it. You're making my point. Would you rather be Ole Miss or Oregon right now? I don't know. It just kind of depends on what you want. If you want a pro, if you want a team that's on paper as solid as it can possibly be, with title hopes, you'd want it, Ole Miss on paper is a top five team. Where's the weakness? The offensive line, maybe. But they're returning to everybody. Caleb Warren's coming back. We've been telling you that was coming, and now it's happening. And whatever you think of Caleb Warren as a starter, as he's a still a three-year starting center, there's no option you could find out there on the transfer market or in high school that would be better than him. Now you need Jerquan Scott to come in and play immediately, possibly on the interior at left guard. But if Jaden Williams is back to what he was as a redshirt freshman as he was emerging, that's a, p- a potential NFL left tackle. We can't hold it against him last year because he was coming off of a major surgery, wasn't himself, needs a full year of recovery. What is Jaden Williams going to look like next year? So if the offensive line, if we can nitpick it that way, and that's the weak position, Ole Miss could be in a better spot. I mean, yeah, I don't even think this is crazy to talk about. Yeah, it's an Ole Miss podcast, so we're going to talk about Ole Miss and talk about the success that they've had through the portal. But, I mean, I think Ole Miss was going to be close to a top-10 team anyways coming back mm-hmm. with with what yes. they are returning. So, yeah, Jackson Dart, third year. Quinchon Judkins, third year. Jordan Watkins, third year. You got Micah Pettis coming back. You've got J.J. Pegues coming back. you got Jared Ivey coming back. Trey Harris coming back for his second year in the system. And then you add in all the dudes coming in from the portal. I mean, it's just they're returning I, I, the vast majority of a ten and two team that only lost to Alabama and Georgia. 
Yeah, it's just I think and they're adding all this talent around it. I mean, what is what is the upside then is if not to be eleven, you know, national eleven win national title contending team? What is the upside if you're returning everybody off of the 10, 10 win team and you're adding all of this talent? Some of the best players from competing schools in their league. I don't think anybody anybody could have predicted that Ole Miss would I mean that Florida would be looking at Ole Miss like, man, I wish I wish we had what, what Ole Miss had, you know. The Floridas of the world, LSU is going to be good, but they got quarterback issues. Jaden Daniels is gone. AJ Swans has transferred from Vanderbilt. Who else you banking on? What's the mo- what, what? Who are the three most sure things in your opinion in the SEC going into next year? Is Ole Miss one of them? I think so. Ole Miss, Georgia, and Alabama. Okay, then they're a top five team. Yeah, a top three th- team in the SEC is a top five team in the league unless, until it loses games. Plus, we haven't even talked about how does you know Oregon's going to be in the Big Ten next year. Oh, did you see where Florida State's getting out of the ACC? That's not a shocker. Yeah, probably sh- probably probably should go to the Big Twelve. Hey, what's going on with Braylon Burnside? By the way, uh, before he... we leave. I talked to him earlier. He's announcing and signing January 3rd at the Under Armour game. Is there a favorite right now? I, as I've said on the board, I don't buy it, but there are people that are very, very, very connected nationally that have said they have been told Ole Miss is, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say the favorite, but they have a legitimate shot to get it done. And you also have to think about this, Ben. January 3rd is when he will be in Orlando playing in the Under Armour Next All-America game. That is after the bowl game. So another opportunity for him to watch the offense and see Trey Harris and Jordan Watkins and everybody, you know, Dayton Wade do their thing. Because that's my thing. That's my biggest hang-up. I think the Jeff Levy hire, in my opinion – made it a really, 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 really tough thing for Ole Miss to overcome just because of his reputation as a guy that puts up points. He's going to be exciting on offense because if Zach Arnett was still there, it would be done. It would be over. And I, I, I think I, I think if you asked Stonka Burnside that, he would say the same thing. He would probably already be signed. But I think the intrigue of what the Levy offense could do and I still like they got a quarterback. It's Blake Shapin from Baylor, but does that really move the needle? Does that really do no. it for Stonker no. Burnside? No. They got the Michael Van Buren kid from Oregon who was dropped when Oregon got Dylan Gabriel and Dante Moore. But it's a high school guy. Uh, I mean, if you look at what situation will be best, I mean, maybe it's splitting hairs, but Walker Howard is presumably going to be the guy in 2025. Then you've got Austin Simmons. Then you've got his buddy, A.J. Maddox. I mean, which quarterback room, in your opinion, is better? So we will see. I'm still not buying it, but like I said, I talked to three different national sources that cover everyone and talk to everyone. And I had one that said Ole Miss had gotten it done. 
And then the other two were saying that Ole Miss was a legitimate threat to Mississippi State and could play spoiler. But again, I'm if you made me guess, I would say Mississippi State gets it done. Because that would just be terrible for optics for Jeff Levy in his first signing class to not get the number one receiver that's right down the street at Starkville High School. My opinion on this is it doesn't even matter. It's no disrespect to Stonka Burnside. He's a great player. I think one way or another, at some point in his career, in his college career, Stonka Burnside will be catching passes as an Ole Miss Rebel. Whether that starts next spring or in three years, maybe he takes the Malik Heath track. I mean, look what Ole Miss is doing. They took, I mean, they're treating state, even state, their in state rival whose entire existence is predicated on being better than Ole Miss. They've taken their best players over and over and over. Malik Heath to Cameron Richardson, probably Percy Lewis, the offensive tackle who got in. We haven't even talked about him yet. So regardless of what Braylon Burnside does in January, if you made me guess, you put a gun to my head and said, Ben, you got to make a decision. You got to make a call on what you think, truly think, Stonka Burnside is going to do in his college career. In about three years' time, four years' time, he'll be catching passes as an almost Rebel. That's what I think. <laughs> One way or the other, no matter what happens in January. I mean, yeah, because of the portal. Sure, you can yeah. go to state and then transfer out in year two or year yeah. three and go wherever. That's what I'm saying. Maybe Ole Miss, You think they but... get Percy Lewis, by the way? I think so. They almost got him. Almost ago. got him a couple years ago. He was committed to Oregon. Reopened everything. Mississippi State got him in the end. Um, I think they. I think they get him. Get it done. So the good times will continue to roll at the Ole Miss Spirit. OmSpirit.com and put them on three. It's a good time, man. Me and Zach have been having fun, and I think Ole Miss, at least from the people I've talked to, is going to kind of scale it back as far as their mad sprint through the portal and the recruiting push for the holiday and next week for the Peach Bowl. And then the second wave comes first of the year. So, again, if there was ever a time to subscribe to the Ole Miss Spirit, it is today. OwenSpirit.com and Food of On 3. You can get half off an annual. This is the last day for that. And you can get a sub for as low as $1. Come join us. We've had, we've had a huge surge of subs over the last month and a half. We want everybody to come in, man, and hang out with us, talk with us about Ole Miss sports, Ole Miss recruiting all day, every day at the Ole Miss Spirit, OwenSpirit.com and Food of On 3. And, hey, remember, Factor 75, get those meals. They're delicious. They're incredible. They're healthy. Use promo code TOC50. And don't forget, last-minute gifts for Christmas, Peach Bowl, birthdays, or, or just treat yourself. Go to collegecornerstore.com and use promo code PEACH23. Yeah, at this point, like getting stock of Burnside would be almost treating itself. Treat yourself with Factor, College Corner, Get all that in. We've got four days left before Christmas. Peach Bowl is in nine days. So, uh, yeah, treat yourself. Treat someone else. And, uh, yeah, this has been a treat talking with you, Ben. Oh, my God, Zach. And we appreciate everybody tuning in each and every time we do these. It is an exciting time for Ole Miss. Uh, it's an exciting time for Chris Beard in basketball. One of three teams undefeated. Still. Three. 11 and 0 for just the fourth time in school history in the NCAA tournament discussion comfortably as an eight seed. I thought is I thought I saw in the latest projection first top 25 ranking since 2019. I'm telling you, the calendar's about to turn to 2024. Ole Miss baseball, yeah, it was terrible last year. Won a title in 2022. 
and they stocked up in the portal. They're going for it again. There's never been a better time. Never been yeah. a better time. This is what we've always wanted here. We just want Ole Miss to be nationally relevant across the board, and by God, it has arrived. So now is the time to push the chips all the way into the middle of the table if you're an Ole Miss fan, whether through giving or just your support, however you can support, uh, this is the time to do it. And that includes supporting us, man. So hit up Factor, hit up DNA Bank, Allen Samuels, Chrysler Dodge, Jeep Ram of Oxford, the Ole Miss Athletics Foundation, College Corner, USA Benefits Group. I mean, on and on and on. All these sponsors that really do the work to help us put this thing on, man. Because yeah. if not for them, I don't wanna, know where we'd be. Hey, if you want to spice it up for Christmas, go to LB's Meat Market. See Greg, get you some – Yep. Some high quality protein, make a uh, fancy dinner for Christmas. So, um, there you go. All right. That'll do it for this edition of the flagship. Uh, we, as I said, we appreciate everybody. Um, it's been a fun year, but, uh, hey, the best is yet to come. Almost football rolling, almost basketball rolling. Um, so we'll be back with another podcast, uh, probably next week as, uh, the weekend is almost here. But, um, yeah, we, we, we might do another one. Uh, whenever the Walter Nolan news finally <laughs> reaches its culmination. But, uh, but yeah, thanks to all of the sponsors. Thanks to Ben. And of course, thanks to you, the listener for tuning in. So for him over there, I'm Zach. This has been the flagship until next time we out. Merry Christmas. Save big on your Memorial day barbecue all in the Kroger app. Get three pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for three 49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, body armor, super drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change restrictions apply. See site for details.